Hey, Oil Country, this is Taylor Hall. Hey, this is Connor McDavid. Double team, got it back. Score! What a beautiful move! And welcome back, Connor! This is Ryan Nugent Hopkins. I'm Leon Dreisel. This is Jordan Eberle from your Edmonton Oilers. McDavid feeds Eberle for the hat trick. He's got it! This, this is Oil Country. Willard Myers, what a save by Cam Talbot. He got him with the left pass. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex, where oil country shops for printers and office equipment. Service is their business. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers, 630 Chad. All right, welcome back, everybody. Bob Stauffer, 12.06 in Edmonton. This is Oilers Now. We are down at Rexall Place. Uh, there's been a couple developments here just in the last minute or so. Uh, we'll start with an injury update. Uh, Todd McClellan is just speaking uh, as we... Uh, uh, go on the air here. We'll recapture uh, some of the audio on that uh, probably in the second hour of the show. But Eric Griba, we are being told, out a month with a knee injury. Uh, the Edmonton Oilers uh, last night after the game, Laurent Brassois' equipment was outside the room. And today at practice, Anders uh, Nilsson was back. Uh, the Oilers ex- also had a uh, uh, extra skater on the ice, courtesy of the Make-A-Wish Foundation, Cohen Flett who uh, spent some time with the other players today. It was quite a touching uh, scene. Wonderful experience, I'm sure, for Cohen and the Flat family. But uh, uh, Eric Riva out a month with a knee issue. Uh, the Oilers are probably going to have to make, uh, well, at some point, a move or two. Uh, coming up on uh, today's edition of Oilers Now, which is uh, presented, as always, by our title sponsor, the one and only Digitex, Canada's largest Canada dealership where their main goal is to save you time and money and provide true Alberta service. Check them out at digitex.ca. Digitex now has a massive supplies division where you can find paper and supplies for all brands of equipment. Opening a half hour of the show, uh, we'll talk about last night's disappointing 5-3 end result against the Anaheim Ducks, giving uh, Oilers uh, general manager Peter Shirelli unquestionably some more artillery to uh, make some decisions, uh, along with Oilers head coach uh, Todd McClellan, who clearly was quite frustrated uh, with lots of aspects in the game. It was a weird game. There was lots going on. Uh, you had you had players blowing opportunities to play with Connor McDavid. You had uh, the Oilers blowing assignments uh, offensively and defensively. You had uh, the officials having a tough game. The off-ice officials, which I think here in Edmonton, uh, I have a very high expectation and standard for. Uh, they've been doing it a long time. They're in a hockey market. Those guys know the game. They had a bit of a malfunction at the junction as well, which was rare for them, but it added to a confusing uh, second period. But, uh, again, uh, we'll uh, have uh, lots coming up. Uh, we'll hear some comments from Todd McClellan. Uh, the good news was that Taylor Hall and Leon Dreisettle did score. Uh, Connor McDavid as well as Ryan Kessler will uh, be commenting on the game. Uh, and then uh, from NHL Hockey on Rogers, Craig Simpson, Again, we'll play some of Todd McClellan's availability in the second hour of the show. We'll also have an interactive element to the show. 
and Jerry Fleming, the Bakersfield Condors head coach, with an update as well. Here's how you get hold of us. You email us at oilersnow at 630chad.com. It's presented by Homes by Abby. You can text us at 630-630. We're on Twitter, at Oilers Now. You can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer. Tweet Brendan, at Brendan Ulrich. And for podcasts of the show, go to 630chad.com slash podcasts. Do want to mention that uh, every Tuesday in Oilers Now, Stoffer Inspector brought to you by Alberta Horse Racing, HRA. This province was uh, built on the back of a horse, HRA, proud contributors to the Alberta Lottery Fund, HRA, over 7,000 employed, over 7,000 horses. Uh, the Edmonton Oilers, a loss last night at home, 5-3 to the Anaheim Ducks. The Ducks playing the second of back-to-back. The Ducks 17-4-2 in their last 23 games since Christmas. They've been the best puck possession team in the NHL since that time. Here's Oilers head coach Todd McClellan on the loss. Um, well, we, we didn't check well on the on a couple of the goals, and uh, that obviously cost us. Um, you know, there was a call made in the game that I completely, completely disagree with, but uh, that didn't help us either. Uh, apparently it wasn't covered up. There's a referee in the corner that uh, explained to me the puck was still rattling around in his arms, and we pushed the player in. So, goal. Obviously, I disagree with it, but I, I disagree with it as well. But I knew it was going to stand as a goal. Um, that goal scored by David Perron to give the Ducks the lead, and that was important. The Oilers are in a stage where they need to have some positive energy early. Um, you know, that's that's a, a veteran move by a greasy player. And I mean that with all due respect to David Perron. I mean, David Perron is doing what he needs to be to be successful, which is drive the net and get to the paint. And, I mean, the Oilers got one late in the game by uh, having a net front presence with Benoit Pouliot, who had a star-crossed night, to say the least. He, uh, He got a lucky goal at the end of the game. He took two absolutely... Oh... Subpar, subpar penalties. Here's Todd McClellan. Yep, dumb penalties. He didn't get to play very much. It's not rare for our team right now. We just addressed it yesterday, and it's unacceptable. We can't keep marching to the frickin' penalty box time and time again because of those penalties. We slash a guy's stick out of his hands early, and then we reach in the in the third. It doesn't work that way. Yeah, it was, you know, it's funny with Benoit Pouliot. Benoit Pouliot is a guy that the analytics people love. I know. I, I get the messages from them. And, uh, you know, they talk about how there, there are some analytics people that believe that Benoit Pouliot's a first-line NHL player. Uh, I would say that Benoit Pouliot, for me, is a 6-7-8 NHL forward. Uh, a 6 means the second winger on a second line, and an 8 means the first winger on a third line because the 7 is the third-line center. Uh, in my opinion. But uh, Pouliot uh, took a couple bad ones. It's been part of his modus operandi. He did take a lot of offensive zone penalties for the Rangers. Uh, he's got an active stick that was in the playoffs that year. Um, the 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 first penalty to me against Ryan Kessler, I mean, that that just, you know, if, if, I, if I can't speak for an Oilers manager or an Oilers coach, but if I were in their shoes, I would have been livid. I mean, you have Ryan Kessler sitting there doing what Ryan Kessler does, and you stick him. 
Like stick your shoulder into it. Get it underneath his jaw. Drill him if you have to. Send him a message that way or give him a shot back at a later time. But don't retaliate selfishly, uh, selfishly right away. And then he took another uh, subpar penalty later on. Yes, he bought the second one. I know you're mad about the first one. I'm with you on that. But the second one, you know, you, you come into the third period. He's supposed to be a veteran player on this team, one of the leaders. And you, you're feeling good. You're tied with the Ducks 2-2. And the first shift, he takes a dumb penalty because he doesn't want to back check. He, all right, that's established something right now. He's not a leader. No, I'm saying you, you would hope a guy like that would be a leader. Benoit Pouliot could become that. If Here's the thing about Benoit. I don't even think Benoit Pouliot knows how good of a player he can be. He's been a consistently inconsistent player. Like, Matt Henricks is a leader for this group. Uh, Benoit Pouliot, if he put it together, could be a hell of a player. But in my opinion, uh, you know, he I, I wouldn't say at this stage of the game he's a leader yet for this group. I think he could be, a, you know... If he was totally, uh, if he was, if his game was totally going, he'd be an, an excellent support player, and it would make an easier argument to support in terms of his on-ice performance with what some of the uh, analytics numbers would suggest. That being said, he's still a useful six through eight forward for me. But uh, yeah, the timing were, was bad, and the end result was. So you have the privilege, and it's a privilege to play with Connor McDavid. I think we're quickly finding that out. Certainly Jordan Everly feels that way. So Pouliot gets scratched. Neil Yakupov gets an opportunity. And, Brendan, we have all these fans. It's funny with Yakupov. Like, he is a polarizing guy, and I do sense out there, and you can text us at 630, that there is a large percentage of the fan base that's had enough of Neil Yakupov. They're like, you know what? Uh, you know, there is, a, a, there is a segment of the fan base that's saying, no, put him in the top six, just stick him there the rest of the way and let's see what he does. And then there's another part of the segment saying, you know, he's a number one pick. He needs to be a bit of a driver himself. I guess last night, I'll say this about Neil. His first two or three shifts, I thought he was pretty good playing in that third-line role. He got moved up after Pouliot took the first penalty, got a chance to play with McDavid and Everly, and then had the double whammy. He turned the puck over and then didn't, uh, didn't pick up his man on the turnover, Two mistakes on one goal, and we got a 2-1 Anaheim lead again. Here's Oilers head coach Todd McClellan on Nail Yakupov. Yeah, well, he gets to take the ice time that I took away from Pooh, and not a lot of success there either. Uh, there you go. Short, toot sweet. And uh, the challenges for Nail continue. One of the positives for last night's game was that Taylor Hall and Leon Dreisaitl uh, broke out of prolonged slumps. Hall scoring for the first time in 10 games. Dreisaitl scoring for the first time in 5. They weren't brilliant either, but they did score. And a little bit better performance here is Todd McClellan. Well, I thought they were, first of all, I thought they were responsible defensively. I thought they played in straight lines better. I thought they got rid of uh, some of the fancy stuff and just got pucks to the net. Leon coming down and shooting, not pulling up. Taylor scoring on a rebound. Uh, they were dangerous the whole night. So, um, Maybe they'll get some confidence, and they've found a recipe again that allows them to have success. All right, that's uh, Oilers head coach Todd McClellan. Uh, Connor McDavid went minus two last night. One was into an empty net. Uh, the third Anaheim goal, the, there was a party in the seas with defense, and suddenly McDavid was in chase position on Hampus Lindholm. A little bit of a miscommunication there between Connor and Mark Fain. Here's Todd McClellan on the tough matchups for McDavid, specifically against Ryan Kessler. 
thought it was a, a hard night for him, and I'm glad that he got to experience that. I talked about that this morning, Connor and Leon and a lot of our guys that haven't played in the playoffs. That's how it is. Line matching, grinding, uh, in your face, uh, battles all over the rink. I thought we played that team well tonight. All right, uh, you can text us at 630-630. Uh, Connor McDavid had this to say on going up against Ryan Kessler last night. Yeah, obviously he's a, a great player, and you know, that's what he's paid to do is, is uh, you know, be that kind of guy, and um, it was tough to play against, and uh, uh, no good in face-offs, and no good all around the ice. So. And Ryan Kessler, certainly a strong two-way performance. I mean, the, the Ducks are a good team. they got Kessler on their third line right now with Ricard Raquel taking a significant step forward. Here's Kessler and Limited McDavid. Obviously a skilled kid. Um, just had to stay above him all night. He tries to look for those fast breaks. And, and uh, to be honest, I don't think he really got much tonight. Um, I don't even know if he got a shot on net. So, um you know, I thought thought our, our line did a good job against them, staying above them and, and uh, eliminating them. The way the orders are currently made up right now, by the way, they now only have nine wins in the 28 games that Oscar Clefbaum has missed, uh, three wins in the 11 games that Ryan Nugent Hopkins has missed, and that is significant because at this time last year, we were talking about Oscar Clefbaum as the Oilers' best defenseman and Ryan Nugent Hopkins as the Oilers' best forward. But I, I bring that up because the three centers that Anaheim now deploys, Getzlaff first-line center, Raquel second-line center, third-line center for Kessler. Kessler focused on shutting down the opposition's uh, number one guns, and you contrast that with the Oilers, and it'd be interesting to see what Edmonton could do with McDavid as one center, dry settle the other, and Nugent Hopkins the other. And the other end of it is Anaheim can transition the puck, and the Oilers have challenges getting the puck up to McDavid at the right time. Uh, I'm fairly confident that Peter Shirelli will address that in time. Taylor Hall had this to say on last night's 5-3 loss. Yeah, I mean, non-empty net goals, that's a tie game. So uh, I thought we had a pretty good effort. It seemed like all lines contributed with uh, with four checks, with some with some good D-zone play. Uh, our power play was pretty good tonight. So definitely some good things against a really good team. Yeah, it seemed like we were able to generate some chances without... Um, you know, making high-risk plays, and um, sometimes against teams like that, we can give the puck away and turn it over in the, in the neutral zone. And tonight, we we uh, fought through that pretty well, so that's a good sign. All right, that is Taylor Hall of the Edmonton uh, um, Oilers. So the Oilers get the Minnesota Wild tomorrow night. Uh, Minnesota is in Calgary tonight. We'll have a full look at tonight's NHL schedule. I want to tell you that uh, you're listening to Oilers now and that minor hockey season is almost over, but there's still time to salute your rink's home ice hero. Watch a video of the latest winner and nominate your own hero at atb.com backslash home ice. ATB has been fully engrossed over the last few years uh, in amateur hockey in this province with Hockey Alberta, uh, with the various junior A and major junior teams, uh, including the Edmonton Oil Kings and the University of Alberta Golden Bears as well. This is Oilers Now. We'll come back with NHL today. This is Matt Hendricks from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet. Welcome back, everybody. Oilers Now, Bob Stoffer down at Rexall Place, where tomorrow the Edmonton Oilers will play the Minnesota Wild. 
we are going to go to NHL today. It is brought to you by Kentwood Ford. Kentwood Ford with relationships with Oilers past and present, uh, including the likes of Steve Smith and Mike Comrie, along with Taylor Hall and Nail Yakubov. Here's Brendan Ulrich back to the studio. Light night around the league tonight, Bob. Three games on tap. Uh, Colorado home to Montreal. David DeHarnay out for the Habs. They're six points out of a wild card spot. The Avs do hold down the second wild card spot in the West and are four, five, and one in their last ten. Uh, Bob, you uh, won up me last night. You picked uh, the Capitals to beat the Kings. How could you bet against your team like that? That's your team. The reason why was because Grubauer was playing, but somehow he. He played lights out, and the Caps still won. Burakovsky played a big factor too, but uh, yeah, well, uh, so you're happy. But where who knows Washington going again tonight, or what's no? Going? Well, the Hawks are in New York, so I was I was going to try to get you back on this one. I'll let you have the first pick. Hawks are in New York against the Rangers. Yeah, yeah, I'll take Chicago. Ah, uh, okay. I guess I'll go with the Rangers. They do have Ryan McDonough back from a concussion. He's missed uh, the last four games. The Blackhawks, of course, coming off that big seven-two win over the Leafs on Monday. Calgary home to uh, Minnesota. The Wild, by the way, are trying to catch uh, Colorado for that final wild card spot. They're four points back uh, for the Flames. GM Brad Treliving announcing today that Kari Rama will miss the rest of the season with a torn ACL. Uh, Chris Russell is uh, out tonight. He's day-to-day with a lower body injury. Uh, the Condors, Bob, will have uh, Jerry Fleming on later in the program. Um, do they call someone up, the Oilers from the farm here, with uh, Graba going down? Well, they're down a six defenseman right now, and uh, Oscar Kleffbaum is not close to returning. Uh, I, I think most fans would expect Griffin Reinhardt to come back up. Uh, I don't know if that's going to be the case. Um, I, does Jordan Osterley make sense? I mean, he came up. Uh, the reason why I mention Osterley is he's a right shot defenseman. Is he, I'm pretty sure he's a right shot defenseman. Now I'm, now I'm having to hop on, uh, on to check up to see what side Osterley plays on. But I, I, I just think that, uh, you know, if I'm the Oilers, I want Reinhardt to put together a string. Of, he's actually Osterley's a left shot. Hmm. Uh, I know that Jordan Osterley had been performing well of late. We'll see what the Oilers elect to do. I guess you could recall a Reinhardt. You could look at Osterley. Hunt can play on the right side as well. You know what? I think Osterley has played a bit. Uh, you know who will know? This is Craig Simpson, who we're going to have coming up, because Osterley spent some time playing with Dylan last year. So, um, And we'll just uh, wait. I don't know why I thought Jordan was a uh, Jordan Osterley was a, a right-shot D-man, but he's a left-shotter. Anyhow, we'll see. I, I don't think it's necessarily a slam dunk that Griffin Reinhardt's going to be the guy coming up at this time. Condors are coming off uh, back-to-back wins over the weekend. They host uh, San Diego on Friday. Oil Kings play in Brandon tomorrow night. Moose Jaw on Saturday and uh, Regina on Sunday. And uh, the Golden Bears, Bob, what's going on there? They have a, a bye, I guess, here as they approach the yeah. playoffs? Yeah, and it depends on who gets eliminated in the next round as to who they end up playing. So we'll just uh, we'll hold off on that. I mean, Joey Lalasia is another guy that might merit some consideration. Uh, he doesn't have as much pro experience as Jordan Osterley on the back end. But uh, Lalasia's got seven goals and 22 points in 40 games this year. He's plus 14. He spent some time in forward as well. I, I mean, they can't have just six healthy defensemen here. What happens if somebody gets sick? So we'll wait and see. And I don't think there was anything out of uh, Todd McClellan's availability today on that front. Uh, we'll run that a little bit later on. 12:27 in Edmonton. Again, uh, we'll hook up here with Craig Simpson from NHL Hockey on Rogers, the Edmonton Oilers, and the Minnesota Wild. By the way, you mentioned the Moose Jaw Warriors is one of the teams that uh, the All Kings are going to be playing on that road trip. Brandon, 
Dryden Hunt has four hat-tricks in the last five games. He is an undrafted 20-year-old, uh, I would say a, a below-average skater, which is probably going to limit him. Uh, John Martin was the big undrafted 20-year-old out of the Western League this year out of Swift Current. Uh, he's likely to sign, I'm told, with San Jose. Uh, and Osterlate last season sent uh, did spend the majority of his time on the right side for the Oilers when he was called up. That's what I, that's, that's why I thought he was a right-side guy. So they're just... Uh, Bringing this young fella here who, with the Make-A-Wish Foundation uh, up the stairs is a pretty cool story that's going on that we're watching take place as well. Anyhow, 1227 in Edmonton. We'll go off to a 630 Chad News weather and traffic update with Eileen Bell, Craig Simpson from NHL Hockey, and Rogers when we return.